Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Our team has had so much fun over the past week covering the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati. We got the chance to be on site, do a little bit of press coverage, and if you missed any of that content, I'll get it out of the way now. Go check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. But we are well aware there were a ton of other great events going on in the tennis world. One, we had a Cracked Interviews with Trevor Fauché earlier in the week from Kalamazoo talking about the USTA Boys Championships going on there. But in San Diego, simultaneously, we had the USTA Girls 16th and 18th National Championships. Same stakes, the winner of the 18th gets the U.S. Open wild card, gets a shot to compete in the main draw of a Grand Slam. And I am so thrilled today to be speaking to the winner of this year's Girls 18th National Championships, Katie Volleynuts. Welcome to the Cracked, uh, Cracked Interviews podcast. Thank you. So let's start with the obvious volley nets puns. Generally good or generally bad? Um, I think generally good. I mean, people <laughs> people see that my last name is related to tennis, so they can't help it, and I don't blame them. Would you rather have volley nets or just straight up be named Tennis Sandgren? I mean, since I'm named, since my last <laughs> name is Volley Nets, I like my last name best. I agree. I think that's totally fine. Tennis is just a little much. Um, but <laughs> even more cool important, yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, the Y is what makes it conspicuous. It's you know tennis if you're out across the river. Um, but that you know, poor jokes aside, you are obviously coming off of such an incredible run. How are you feeling? You know, a couple of days after it happens, I'm feeling great. I'm getting my mind back focused into training as hard as I can, and working on the things that will allow me to do well at the U.S. Open. So there's no break in between? You're getting ready for that right away? I did take a day off for recovery and did some recovery such as stretching. And yeah, I did a light run but didn't play tennis that day. And then today I'm back to training like regular. There had to have been a championship meal though, right? Some sort of celebration? Yeah, we did a nice dinner with my family. And no, no, like, you know, some players, they, they win. It's, I'm going straight for the ice cream. That's not you? <laughs> no, but there is ice cream at the end of my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah, no, that totally works as well. Well, I want to ask you about your run in San Diego because what's particularly noticeable, you only lost one set throughout your entire time. Uh, even before we talk about the tournament, going into that result, I know you have played a much heavier pro schedule than junior schedule uh, in the past couple, you know, year and a half. Do you think that prepared you particularly well for this event? Yeah, I think it. I think that playing pros prepared me really well because I had seen some of the highest level players who are doing really well and rising up the ranks really quickly. So that definitely prepared me for the hard courts. And I knew going in that it would be a little bit different since I hadn't played juniors in a year. So, yeah. No, I, I can imagine. And look, you made, I believe, the quarterfinals of the Junior U.S. Open in singles in 2017. So you know what it takes to succeed at those sort of events. But I have to ask, did you, you know, everyone says I'm focused in the moment, but did you have expectations of potentially winning this event coming into San Diego? Yeah, I always had some expectations in the back of my mind, but 
as the tournament starts, I kind of have to push those aside and just focus on my game expectations. That way I'm just focusing in the process and focusing on the things that will bring me to those results. Absolutely. And it's great to hear. And for you coming in as the second seed, I mean, did you feel any pressure? I know, I, I believe you're now turning 18 this year, if you haven't already. Um, it, yeah, it I was... turned 18 December 31st. Oh, that's awesome birthday, by the way. Um, <laughs> so you. I guess, yeah, happy early birthday in advance if we don't get the chance. But um, for you, wh- I guess, was this, because you haven't played much, much juniors. Did you circle this event as your last juniors event? No, I'm actually planning to play the Junior U.S. Open as well. Was that something you had thought about beforehand? Yeah, we put that on the schedule uh, in the very beginning of the year. So that was a certain one, regardless of what happened. And I, I guess for you, going into uh, that that tournament in particular, into the final against Emma, I'm sure she's a player you have seen a bunch throughout your junior career, but... What were your expectations going into that match? You know, how were you feeling heading into the start? I mean, I know that she's an amazing player and it takes really a lot to get to the finals. So um, going into the final, I was also mostly focusing on tuning in my nerves into excitement and also focusing on the execution of my game plan as well. For you, having won the Easter Bowl in the past, uh, again, I think you're the number one recruit in your class on tennis recruiting for whatever that's worth. Do those sort of prior experiences help you play for or prepare for a match like this mentally, or is it because there's that U.S. Open wild card on the line, this is a completely different match? No, the prior experiences definitely help a lot because at the time that I played the Easter Bowl, that was the biggest thing for me. So I think as I play each tournament, each tournament in the moment is the biggest thing for me at that time. So, yeah. Yeah, That's awesome to hear. That's obviously why you're able to have um, so much success. I guess, again, looking back at that run, you, you only drop one set. Why do you think you were able to have so much success at the tournament? I think that I've been training really hard all year and really trying to stay focused. And going into the tournament, I was really focused and knew what I wanted to work on in my game. And I can't really control results, but when I control how I'm playing, I think that the results are more likely to come. So I think that's why I succeeded that week. As a California girl, was there any home court, you know, feel? You're like, I know these conditions best. Well, NorCal and SoCal are quite a bit different, and <laughs> I'm from NorCal, and the weather is a little different since it's it's like a nine-hour drive. The Ooh. weather is different, so I there's always getting used to the environment no matter where it is. So I think I had still had to adapt to the new surface since they resurfaced all of the courts you brought it up uh so i have to dive in on this my usual podcast partner for one of our other shows is a socal guy and he swears by socal over nocal in terms of or north cal however you want to say it in terms of (laughs) tennis talent would you agree or disagree with that um i think that we're both biased since we're different (laughs) from different sections of california 
but I can say that I really enjoy my time in both SoCal and NorCal. No, no, you're too no, young I'm to serious. have those sort of both sides answers. That's unacceptable. Give me the case for NorCal. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, the Walnut Creek area. It's just a hotbed of tennis talent. I don't know, stuff like that. Um, I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> about that. That's no, that's fair. Look, I get it. That's just me being uh, a usual tennis nerd. But I'm going to take that as a vote for NorCal. So Max Rothman, you heard that. I'm from NorCal, so you can vote for NorCal for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. I'm in <laughs> I, on that. I'm I, always going to support where I'm from. Yeah, it's you. I think Mackie McDonald's from that area. Uh, I'm sure you know. There's a long list. We could yeah, we could get I mean, into. That's the, I think it's expected of everyone who's from their hometown to support it, and I. <laughs> I've grown up here my whole life, so I obviously love it. My disagreement with you, I'm from southeast Michigan. I'm pretty sure South Cal and North Cal are both better than us. <laughs> um, and, I, and I don't, you know, I don't feel bad saying that. Um, but I guess getting back to that, we talked about, you know, your roots. You are a Northern California-born uh, player. How did you get into the game of tennis? It's actually a pretty nice and funny story. My <laughs> parents played tennis on the weekends. And just recreationally at a nearby park. And I'd always bring all of my toys. I was <laughs> around five and I brought coloring books and other things to keep me distracted. But one day I asked my dad if I could try and he gave me his heavy racket and I made contact with the first ball. And ever since then, I really loved it. And a couple of weeks later, he bought a racket and put it behind his back. And he was like, guess what I bought for you? And I didn't, I obviously didn't know yet, but I wanted a racket so badly. So that was my <laughs> guess. And he pulled it out from he, behind his back. And that's what it was. <laughs> Do you remember what type of racket? Yeah, it was one of those Wilson kid rackets. <laughs> of course. I remember the colors. It's red. It was red and blue. <laughs> that's definitely are you still using wilson i am yes i've used it, wilson my whole life that opening bias he knew what he was doing <laughs> of course he did yeah <laughs> that's so funny and i guess for you because you know i looked through and i mentioned your earlier results at the u.s open when you were 16 but you've always had uh success i suppose while playing tournaments in tennis when did you realize that this was a sport that you wanted to fully commit to that you wanted to you know drop everything and do full time yeah I mean that was actually like some some kids commit really early and their parents actually commit for them basically they tell them that that's what they're supposed to do but for me the situation was a bit different I was always in school while everyone was homeschooled and actually this year will be my first year doing independent study but I'll still be doing it through my school. But I knew I knew that after I won my first tournament, I knew that I loved tennis so much and I wanted to keep on doing it. For you staying in school, uh, you know, you mentioned this being your first year. Why was that important to you to continue to do? I think that some kids are deprived from their social life. So they really don't get the full balance of, something that's really important to them and they don't even know what they're missing out on but 
the fact that my parents kept me in school, I was able to make a lot of friends and learn a lot of skills that you can't really learn without going to school. I absolutely agree with you. I was never good enough at tennis to consider it, but I'm very thankful I went to you know the high school I did. Um, for you personally, I guess getting back uh, to it all, when did you you know, you and your family make the decision to start traveling outside of just your local area and go, you know, throughout the country. When I began doing well in consecutive tournaments in NorCal, um, there's, I mean, it's a lot more fun when you are challenged and that's the only way to improve getting challenged. So somebody suggested for me to try playing nationals so my first one i think was winter nationals can i just say it's so refreshing to hear i agree it's not fun to play like i am now a a washed retired tennis player um but it's for me it's like people are do you want to go hit and it's like there's no stakes you know i want to play with something on the line and i guess i want to did you ever play high school did you ever play any high school tennis no, unfortunately, I was always traveling way too much to be able to contribute to my high but school. Did, did you get to do things like zonals and sectionals, those sort of things? I did get to do 12 zonals twice, yeah. What did you think of... I did of, do sectionals for a while. What did you think of the team experience? I remember that it was really fun for me because, first of all, at that point, I wasn't really used to traveling. And secondly, you have a lot to fight for, so... It's really fun. And I noticed, you know, you've also had a lot of doubles success. Was that something you were always interested in? To be honest, I still prefer singles to this day. Um, <laughs> but I I know that doubles really helps the game, and I love playing at the net and volleying. So, yeah, I've always been interested in both. Yeah, I, I can only imagine what that's like. And I, I do want to ask for you um, – you you know you age wise you line up with players like Katie McNally, Haley Baptiste, Coco Goff, Amanda Anisimova. What is it like for you to see them have the success on on the pro circuit, knowing that those are the players you grew up competing with your whole life? Yeah, it's truly an honor that my age group is so strong, and it's amazing that we're all there to push each other. And it's really motivating, and I'm really thankful to be around so many amazing people my age who are doing super well. Does it, you know, does it motivate you personally? Do you do you see those? A lot of players they say, "I see the results of this person." I think I can do that. Is that you as well? It's definitely motivating because we've been playing against each other and at the same tournaments for so long. So when somebody takes a step forward, it's really encouraging for. And motivating for the next person to take that step forward. And for you personally, having you know played about a year and a half now of professional tennis, what do you see as the biggest difference between the junior level where you've reached you know the highest peaks and now the professional level as you rise your way up? Yeah, I've played slightly under a year of pros now, but um, I think that playing the pros is a really amazing experience and it's definitely a bit of a transition but the biggest difference to me is that mental aspect that the pros have developed through experience and for you personally is that the thing you want to work on most as you make that transition 
I think that there's not really one specific thing that I want to work on most. Just want to keep on improving my whole game and stay well-rounded, both mentally and physically and with my game. And I, I do want to ask about your preparation for the U.S. Open. And I, you know, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I have to ask: when you have a result like you do in San Diego, get the wild card, the opportunity to go to the U.S. Open, compete in a main draw first round, and take home that sort of prize money, um, the thoughts of turning pro right away obviously come up. And so I'm curious for you, for someone who I'm sure has a lot of college doors open to them. Is college something you are still considering, or for you, is pro tennis the dream, the goal, and not something you want to wait for? That is a very tough decision that I have to make with my whole team, but especially in these two weeks, I don't really want to think about that. I think I should send my mental energy in trying to prepare as best as I can for the U.S. Open. Great answer, and because I want to watch you win, I'm not going to follow up. But uh, but when you make that decision, just send me a text. You know, I'm down to break the news. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's totally fair. Well, then, talking about that preparation, look, the U.S. Open comes quicker, I suppose, than you expect after winning an event like San Diego. I think it's like three weeks later. Now, you don't have to go through qualifying, but you do, again, get that main draw wild card. What... What are you doing maybe differently? Maybe you're doing the same things uh, to prepare, I guess, first of all, on the court for the U.S. Open. I'm not really doing too much different because I think that my schedule that I've been doing in the summer has been fitting really well and working for improvement. So I've been spending about the same amount of hours on court and making sure to keep doing fitness so that I can continue getting stronger at the same time. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there something, I mean, I don't know, are, are there things your coach tells you? Because I, I want the insight for other players and maybe for our listeners who don't understand, you know, when you're trying to prepare and expect the differences between going to an event like San Diego and an event like the U.S. Open, is it maybe finishing points quickly, coming to the net? There's no one thing you're keying on? Yeah, there's not really one thing because I know that in order to have the best experience possible, you have to go in with very well-rounded everything. So, yeah. <laughs> sure. No, that makes sense. Look, you're playing the world's best. Yeah, well-rounded everything makes a lot of sense. Well, then... Um, you know, there's one last thing I want to do with you, and it will be a series of questions. It's something we like to do with all of our guests. It's a rapid fire. Uh, hopefully, there will be some short answers. Maybe some of them will be longer. Uh, okay. Just relating to things like favorite meal, favorite music, uh, and then some tennis-related ones sprinkled in. Sound good? Sounds good. Awesome. Well, then, Westoff, if you could, cue the rapid fire sound effect, please. And I promise if you listen back, you'll hear that rapid fire at the time, okay. Katie. Um, but so, yeah, it, uh, a little behind the scenes for you listeners. Um, there's no sound effect at the get-go. But let's start with some fun ones. Let's start U.S. Open related. This is very – I'm sure I, I you could give me the cop-out professional answer, but I, I want to hear the dream answer. Katie Valinets is in the draw. The player she would most like to face in round one of the U.S. Open is – that's so tough. There's not one that I can choose because everyone's so good, and I'd love to play anyone. 
if it's Serena center court, would that be cool for you? You'd be like, that's, that's still awesome. Cool because Serena is my idol and everyone's idol. Yeah, the goat. And so that makes a lot of sense. All right. I, I guess that's a good answer. Um, how about this? The most memorable match you've played? Um, Look, these are tough. I think that hard courts is definitely up there. Yeah, I can. That and Easter Bowl. The matches at the Junior US Open were very memorable, too. It's, do you think it helps you? This isn't a rapid fire that you've had experience at the US Open before going into this event? Yeah, it definitely helps me because I know that I should prepare for some amazing energy and that it's going to be a lot to get used to again with so many people there. Do you remember anything that US Open court conditions, maybe slower? Um, I think they're a little bit different every year since they resurface them every year. They were, yeah. yeah, they were a little slower last year, I think. All right. Well, now let's have some fun. Your favorite meal? Pasta. <laughs> Just of any form? Uh, yeah. Maybe fettuccine Alfredo. Is that part, you have a pre-match ritual? Yes. What What is it, if you don't mind sharing? Listening to music. <laughs> well, then that's perfect segue. Your go-to warm-up song. For last week, it was Remember the Name by <laughs> Eminem and Ed Sheeran. Oh, interesting choice. I like, does it change every week? It depends. Sometimes the songs stick for a long time. <laughs> Sometimes there's a new one that I really like, and that one's fairly new, and it pumped me up. No, I like it. Favorite city in the world? My home. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Maybe if New York goes well, it'll change. Yeah. Um, New York is up there as well, for sure. Yeah. All right. Favorite tennis player? Roger Federer. Good answer. Traditional answer. Uh, favorite thing you enjoy doing off the court? Spending time with family and friends. Oh, good answers. Again, I like it. Wristband or no wristband? When it's hot, wristband. When it's cold, no wristband. Oh, can I just say, I think people, I, I, maybe I just sweat a lot. I could not play without a wristband anymore. You know, I thought so too, but last week I didn't play with one the first match, so I was like, okay, I'm sticking to it the rest of the tournament. <laughs> it obviously worked, so all right, yeah. I'm in. You think I can have that sort of same success? Is that where I've been going wrong? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um. All right, let's think elsewhere. Uh, I guess if you could play at any tournament, which would you pick? The U.S. Open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, you know what? Again, I'm not going to push you there. I like that answer. Um, is there anything you would change but, um, about— Besides Ooh, the go U.S. Ahead. Open, I'd play Wimbledon. Yeah, that good choice. Again, no complaints there. Um all right, let's think other thing. Coolest thing that's happened since you won that San Diego title? Um, just returning to home and having all the people there really happy for me. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Coolest thing about meeting Billie Jean King? Oh, that was amazing. I think everything about meeting her was amazing, but my favorite was um, when she talked to me after the match. So what's an experience like that like? It's very inspiring because she carries so much knowledge and she's a an icon for all women 
and she's just done so much for women in general. Yeah, again, that's so cool. Well, then we'll end with this one. Um, for people who maybe haven't seen you and will get the experience to see you play for the first time at the U.S. Open, what do you hope they take away from the Katie Volley Nets tennis, tennis experience? I hope that they'll really like the way I carry myself on the court and that they'll like my attitude. Yeah, well, if this interview is any preview, I promise they will. Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to come on of again course. tonight. Thank you and for interviewing me. Of course, and good luck to you throughout you know, your run to the U.S. Open. And again, when you make your college decision, you now have my number, so I'm expecting a text. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, take care, and again, good luck. Thank you so much.